0: Can our environment affect our lives? Well, On today's show, you'll hear from the founder of Finding Your Fiji. She is a thought leader, writer, entrepreneur, speaker, and Feng Shui Institute coach. She shows us how Feng Shui can help us live a happy and harmonious life. And now, Kim Juline.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited.
0: Thank you for taking your time. I know it is early in Hawaii, so I um, thank you for taking your time. And it sounds like I've just been interviewing Tons of people from Maui, but um, as you know from living there, there are so many amazing people on that little tiny island, and people from all different walks of life. But definitely learning to live their life alive, and um, some just fascinating people. So thank you for being one of them, and thank you for joining us today.
1: Yes, I'm really excited about this conversation. Just from our little pre-talk, I'm I'm excited to dive in. So
0: there's a lot to unpack with you and who you are in the world and living your life alive. But tell me really what that means to you living your life alive and how did you get to Maui? And then I'd love to dive into the gifts that you bring to the world and help our listeners live their life fully alive.
1: Yes, yeah. So I... Um, for me it really is a daily choice right to choose things that push me outside of my comfort zone things that are are not the the norm and that started even before I got to Maui but even more so since I've been on Maui as well and so for me getting to Maui it's a it's, it's a pretty um, incredible even as I look back I think like how did I do this but I had never actually visited the island before I moved here I had been to some of the other islands had a really strong connection with Hawaii in general but literally had not been to any of the Hawaiian islands I think since probably 2007 was the last time and I moved here in 2017 so it had been a good 10 years since I had even been to Hawaii And I just sort of kept getting the message, the nudge, if you will, that I was not meant to stay in Minnesota. And I was honestly pretty happy about that because I don't like winter. So
0: this wasn't the cold (laughs) winters.
1: I know, right? Oh my gosh. It's so yeah, it's so cold. And for so long, right? Like the winter is like longer, I feel like, than anywhere else. (laughs) Um, but you know, so that was a bonus for me that I'm like, oh please don't make me move to like Seattle or somewhere like that, right? Just because I'm like, I need sunshine. I want, you know, nice weather, all of that kind of stuff. But I kept getting these, like, little signs. And Maui was just coming up. Like, it was just coming up in different different ways and different things. And huh. I was like, this is a big deal. Because if I'm moving to Maui, like, I'm selling my house and everything in it. Because I, you know, you, it's expensive to ship stuff here. And most of the stuff that you'd have from mainland isn't going to be really useful here anyway. So I just, it was a big deal. So I asked my guides, I have a a team, we all have sort of a team of angels and guides that help us in this existence and help us give us nudges in the right direction. And so I asked, I said, you know, if this is really what I'm meant to do, I need a really clear like sign that I cannot misinterpret right so I didn't tell them what the sign needed to be sometimes people will specify like oh send me a bluebird if you know I'm meant to do this or whatever I don't do that my team's pretty creative so I just let them come up with whatever sign that they want and so the very next day I got a package in the mail and I was not thinking really about the sign when I saw the package on my front door I was part of a secret Santa sister exchange and so I was getting gifts from people I didn't know And at that point, no one knew that I was thinking of moving, let alone to Maui, except my best friend and my mentor, right? I hadn't mentioned anything to anyone because I, like, didn't want to freak other people out when I was still, like, trying to get comfortable with it myself. And I opened this box. I take out, there were a couple little um, of those paper, small handle shopping bags in the top that were kind of cushioning the package. I take those out, set them on the counter and I dig through to find the gift. I don't even remember what the gift was. I still to this day don't know who sent it to me. And it came from Minnesota though. There was a Minnesota postmark on it. And then after I opened the gifts, I was like looking on the counter and I'm like, the first bag that I'd pulled out was this turquoise blue. And it said Maui divers jewelry on it. That's awesome. I know. And I, I I just was like, Okay, there's my sign, right? Like that was what I needed to really give me sort of the confidence that I wasn't going crazy and that I was really meant to do this.
0: So much fun to play with those signs and as we were talking before the calling we've talked previously, I have a very similar story except I went to Maui numerous times and fell in love with it early on so it makes a little bit more sense that I would end up there, but that calling was clear and the signs were everywhere and it was it was the most undeniable pull I've ever felt towards anything in my life. And it's so interesting as I went through my years on Maui meeting so many people like you that have similar stories and the signs. You know, they always say, you know, Mama Maui will call you for very yes. specific reasons. And it is so fun to play with that and be there and watch signs and grow with other people. And it's just such a Maui thing. You know, I, I meet people from yes. different islands and different walks of life. And it's just it's, I mean from different islands in Hawaii, but also different places in the world and there's something about the getting called to Maui. So I'm so glad that you followed that call so um, we can meet and you're inspiring and growing and creating. So as a feng shui expert, I would love to dive into really what that means to is living your life alive, because obviously you've chosen to live your life on your own terms. You've chosen to follow your giftings and turn that into a business for yourself um, to really help other people by providing different tools. But Feng shui, can you define that for our listeners that are a little like, what is that? Or I've heard that. And how does yeah. that play into the whole thing about living your life alive? And how is it, how are these tools can help us?
1: Yes. Yeah. So feng shui actually literally means wind and water. And it really gives you an idea about what it is just by the definition of feng shui being, you know, the meaning of those words, wind and water. It really is about balance. And it's based on the principle that your environment reflects and affects your life. Um, so it's really it's an ancient Chinese art and science. It's been around for thousands of years. And from my perspective, I like to think about it from the aspect of you are creating sort of a living dream board with your home. So you can manifest things and draw things into your life uh, a lot faster using your physical space so it's creating also an environment that supports you no matter what you're going through no matter what's happening the feng shui helps support you and the things that you want to be do and have in your life so it's really this um, beautiful container is what i like to think of it and and our environment is uh impacting us whether we realize it or not right
0: a house, we get to create that. And when you talk about our environment, you're definitely talking about physical things, both house yes. and, or where we work or where yes. we spend time in, but definitely the environment of the physical things around us.
1: Yes, exactly. And uh, interestingly, you know, the way that you arrange your home and the way that um, you place things in your home uh, can create harmony or it can create chaos, right? Um, it can create flow or it can... Um, make you feel stuck. So a lot of times when people come to me, that's often the words that I hear that they feel stuck, like they just can't seem to move forward, or they just can't seem to make things happen. Uh, And there's often things within their home that are creating that scenario, right? Like I can look at, you know, whatever is happening in their space and I can say oh well this is where this is stuck like there's not a flow here you've got you know all this furniture as you come in the house you're like tripping over things right Uh, so or you know definitely clutter is is a is a big deal these days people are talking about it more with the whole Marie Conmar life-changing magic of tidying up so that's that's uh, definitely something that's coming in too. But one thing I do want to mention also about feng shui and, and just as it relates to your life in general is we consider there being three types of luck, uh, heaven luck, earth luck, and human luck. And the heaven luck, I read as being our, you know, when we were born, like how the stars were lined up when we were born, uh, astrology, if you will. And uh, also that connection that we have with the non-physical where we do get help from the other side in the form of nudges and guidance and um, even protection at times that we need it. So that's sort of our heaven luck. And then the earth luck is really our environment. So that is feng shui. Feng shui is what we use to help create our earthly luck, which is our environment, the things that are happening here on earth. And then the human luck is our choices, right? What we decide to do. And the, um, the more that we get outside of our comfort zone, the more that we can live a really uh, vibrant and fun and incredible life.
0: And maybe that's why when we walk into places or spaces, you know, there's times I've walked into people's homes and they're beautiful, but something just feels off and, or I've walked in something that maybe is not as nice, but it just feels so good and comforting. Like I want to go back there.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's it. So everyone has felt the effects of feng shui because we've all had that experience where we've gone into a place where, you know, it, it, we should love it there. And it's not welcoming at all. Right. Or or in a place that's, you know, maybe messy and just smaller and older and whatever. And we love it. Like we don't want to stay or we don't want to leave. Right.
0: Right. Let's back up. So how did you first become interested And that's because now you're considered an expert working with all sorts of realtors and people and coaching people through this and their spaces. But what first interested you about this?
1: Yeah. So we had moved. So this was back um, when I was married and we had moved into a new home and it was a home that we, you know, sort of, designed and um, we didn't physically built it but I, obviously we were involved in the building process and over there a lot and and all of that so we moved into this brand new home and it things weren't going well <laughs> and I was literally just searching you know so a number of things like we had we had plenty of money coming in we were both working full-time we had two little kids uh, and we just had so much money going out of the home our relationship wasn't as good as had been there just were so many different little things that were going wrong and so I literally was at the library just um I used to take my kids to the library a lot they're going they're looking at their little books and I was just like literally thumbing through the shelves and this feng shui book caught my attention <laughs> and uh yeah I know it was great uh, it was a movie the the original book was Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life. Um, I think that one was Karen Rouch Carter, um, who's actually a member of the International Feng Shui Guild, which I'm uh, the membership director of now. And so that book, I just got that book and I started reading and I started doing stuff. And of course, my husband thought I was crazy. He's like, why do we need to move the knives off the counter? Like, I don't get this. Or what do we need to, you know, he just, he, he just was like, I don't understand. But it worked like things started shifting immediately. And that's the thing I love about feng shui is it works really, really fast. So I got really, you know, enthralled with it. And I started reading more books. I started studying it really on my own. I studied it for about 10 years on my own. And I was even teaching like little classes to, to my networking groups and things like that, sharing this information because I just had so much success with it and it was so valuable and people loved it. Right. So that was, gosh, I'm not going to remember the exact year. Um, well, we moved into that house about 1998, so this was probably around 2000 that I got, um, maybe 1999, that I got interested in it and started studying it. And then I was certified in 2014, so it's kind of one of those things. When you're ready, then the teacher appears, and I was like, oh, there's a certification school in Minneapolis, <laughs> right?
0: Yes, and the other thing about this that I think's fun to play with is that I'm very skeptical. So I always start off. I'm not like this person that just is very open and receiving and believes everything. So when I hear these things, like really you can just move a few physical things around and it changes the energy and changes rather it's business, you know, an office in the home or rather it's the master bedroom or rather, you know, whatever it's the kitchen. It does not take a lot of risk for me or money or time to just try a few of these things, which I've done now that I was introduced to you and, Um, a few other times it's presented itself. I'm like, well, really, if I put my desk over there, is it really going to make that big of a difference? Or if I move that over there, like it's super easy to play with. So I would just encourage people that are skeptical, like just play with it. It it doesn't cost you anything to, you know, move a desk around or move plants around or, you know, pick up clutter or whatever. So just to have that playing with, and then to be able to go deeper and saying, why is this affecting me? Or how am I affecting this environment? And just to create that and play with that space. But as far as relationships and business and how we interact, there is that bigger picture going on in there.
1: Yes. And the interesting thing is, and this often happens when I'm working with clients, is I make some recommendations. And at first, they might be a little bit resistant. I, In fact, I just recently worked with a chiropractor in wisconsin and we did everything remotely because i can work from anywhere i can do the work remotely and so we i she was taking back over a Portion of her space. And so it was sort of expanding the space and at the same time looking at like the flow of things. And her office, like she didn't even really have like a a good solid office. Like she had like this little space. And I'm like, I really want you to make this room in the very back of the building. Um, you know of your space your office and she was super kind of resistant about it because she's like oh you know I really want to use that space for something else and this and that and and but she did it you know as we're talking and talking about the flow of things and things started making more sense to her she did it along with the other changes I made recommended to her and felt a huge difference like she just feels more in control of the business, of the space. She feels more solid and secure. Um, People are, you know, trusting more that she's going to be there, that type of thing. So it's really, you can feel like the people that I work with will immediately feel a difference when they make the changes.
0: So can you share, I know on your actual website, you have um, a place where people can um, go to and you give them some just fun top tips to help our environments. But Mm -hmm. as far as this um, show goes, could you give us like maybe two or three that we could all just think about and implement in our homes or businesses or space today? Maybe some of the top big ones?
1: Yes. Yeah. So one of the things that I see a lot that I think people just you know, you don't think about it. You have this stuff in your space and oftentimes you've lived in the home for a number of years and you just almost don't even see things anymore, right? And so one of the things I encourage people to do is take a walk from the street to your front door and see, like, is it pleasant, Like, are there things blocking? Are there bushes, like, overgrown over the, you know, the sidewalk? Do you even have a sidewalk that leads, you know, to your front door? What does the front door look like? Is it welcoming? Does it stand out from the rest of the house? Um, So that's sort of like that first little walk that I encourage people to do because it is, Where the energy comes in is our front door, regardless of where it's located on the home. And Maui, I'll tell you one thing about Maui is there's crazy locations for front doors because we have all these ohanas and... and, you know, different (laughs) setups, right? Um, And people wanting privacy and different things like that. It's crazy. I can't even tell you how many front doors are like hidden here on the island. But that's one thing to look at is to really look at like, are you being open? Is your front door open and visible to the, you know, the opportunities and to welcoming the things that you want into your life?
0: That's great. To me, it's like meeting somebody for the first time. It's just like taking a look at the relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So that's the first thing is kind of take that initial walk to the front door and, and make it pretty, like create like a, a, a beautiful, welcoming spot for people as they are entering. And then when you come in the home, just taking a walk through your home, and this is something that I love to give people as an assignment uh, to do initially, whether it's a group or a, you know, individual client is to uh, write down all the tolerations. So really walk through your space and what are you putting up with? What are you tolerating? as you're going through the space just writing everything down like oh this you know front hall is a mess this closet needs to be cleaned out oh i need to fix this screen or I need to return this to somebody or whatever it is. There's like a million things as you're going along. I know I had over a hundred when I did it the first time. And so just going through your home and writing down those things that you are putting up with that you're tolerating, maybe even things that you don't even like that are in your space that were given to you as a gift or were just there. Like that's another thing about Maui. I always say, oh, it's easy to move from Maui because you can just leave your stuff. A lot of people move out of homes and they don't, they don't even have to take stuff with them. They just leave it, right? That's right. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so that I think can be a good start. And then every, every week, just pick a couple things. You don't have to do anything in order. Just start picking a couple things to take care of. And you'll find as you're doing that, that you're just naturally starting to take care of more things and you'll start to feel better.
0: I think that's such a great suggestion, just that word tolerate, because we, we don't realize we do tolerate so much in our space. And one thing I noticed from as much as I've moved, it seems like whenever we go to sell a house, it's always the best it is, the best it looks. All that mm-hmm. stuff that we just couldn't tolerate, how right. can we fix it for somebody else to move in, but we didn't fix it for ourselves? And in my book, I think I, I used a quote that said, I was thinking about that one day from moving from Denver to Maui, and I said, You're worth the fresh paint. Like, yes. really, it's not usually that expensive to fix those little things that are hard for us to tolerate, but why do we tolerate it? And it's like, you know what? Put yourself, like know you're worth you're worth it you're worth fixing those little things up
1: Yes. Yeah. And that is true. Like pretend that you're going to be moving. I mean, you can even pretend. And for those of people that are thinking uh, like they don't want to stay where they're at forever, then start doing that stuff now. And you'll see that energy will shift, right? Whether that energy is shifting to make things um, more amazing where you're at or whether it shifts for you to move. You're shifting energy when you're doing things within your space.
0: And how does that work for people that have a hard time connecting the energy versus of something physical?
1: Yeah, um, so I, th- I think about it this way. And this is a really great thing that I think Marie Conmar has, has done is to really get people thinking about how they feel about their things, right? So it's when you hold an object, how does it make you feel? Do you absolutely love it? Does it spark joy Or is it just like, um, yeah, it's okay. Or do you really like it because it's something that's useful to you? So I think that's something that, you know, people can physically pick up something within their home and just ask myself, like ask yourself, do I love this? Does this bring me a, a feeling, a good feeling? Or does it bring me, you know, sort of a neutral feeling or a bad feeling, right? And if it doesn't make you feel good, let it go.
0: Yes, let it go. It's a great suggestion because we do hold on to things that don't make us feel great. So I have one great. last question yeah. on, um, space. So for people that are creating that space, like I love creating my home space and it's important to me. And I don't know if it's, you know, people feel differently about like, sometimes I feel like environments affect people differently. Like some people are very sensitive to it and other people can kind of just be anywhere and kind of be fine with it. But I have chosen to pretty much um, be homeless the last two years and I've lived an amazing Places all over, um, different Airbnbs, different rentals, different vacation spots. Um, and some of them are beautiful, some of them not so much, but it's not my stuff. It's not my space. Yes, so, And maybe yeah. people are going into um, a workspace that, that it's not theirs and they can't control that work environment. Rather, they're in a cubicle or rather, they're in an office or whatever that work environment is. Is there anything that we can bring into space that maybe we can't change a lot physically? Maybe we can move a few things around. Like I always move things around where I'm at, but, um, yeah. well, and my partner, he moves furniture around like a crazy man. We don't know why, but he loves it. <laughs> because it makes me feel better. And he just says, I like, I, it makes me feel better. So fine. I said, just move it around. But is there any like little tricks that we can bring into our environment to maybe when we can't physically move things around?
1: Yes. Well, a couple things I'll say about that. The first thing is, you know, energetically clearing the space is important. So that's one of the core principles of feng shui is, uh, you know, to, to actually clear the space energetically. And there's lots of different ways that, that um, we can do that. I have some videos on my YouTube channel that talk about space clearing and how to do it and why and all of that. But you really want to clear the energy of whoever was there before. Right? Because it's your space now, or for this period of time that you're there. And you really do want to clear that air, if you will, right? Um, Literally clear the air. So that's one thing that I would definitely say that can help shift the energy in a space. Um, Also, the other thing that I think about is bringing in some things that have meaning to you or that make you feel good and a lot of times that can be artwork so in my home now I rent Um, I've been renting here for over a year and she had different pictures on the wall some of them are still there but a lot of them I took her pictures down and I put up my own right Um, because that makes me feel um, you know there's just things that I like there are are you know, things that are special to me. So you can even do this in an office or even when you're going to a small spaces have like a, a little kit of things that have meaning to you that, you know, whether that's crystals or stones or, uh, you know, might even be pictures of family or different things like that, that can really help you feel more at home and help you feel more at ease.
0: Yes, that's great. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for these tips, because I think, like I said, I think it's just easy and fun to play with these. So I loved first coming across your website and your YouTube channel, because you are just full of different tools to implement into our spaces. And I found it so much fun to play with these. And I get excited to go back and visit them in different spaces that I'm in and just really be conscious of it. And that's the thing is just like you said, to revisit it often and to be conscious of this. And Um, So where can people find you and find more tools?
1: Yes. So I have a website. It's findingyourfiji.com. And people often ask, "But well, what's with the name of the my business? And that is really, it, it's my desire and my intent to help people find and live their dream life. Because I discovered when I was in Fiji, that sort of feeling that I wanted. And of course, I found my Fiji in Maui. Um, so it's findingyourfiji.com. And then I'm also on YouTube under my name, Kim Jeline. I I think you can probably also put in Finding Your Fiji because I take everything with that. So all of my videos in there. And I do have several different playlists. So the Feng Shui Friday playlist is a really, really good one because that, has all of the feng shui videos that I've done and they're in sort of order of like the beginning. So it's something that people can binge watch if they're really interested in or look for specific topics that I've covered.
0: Great, and I love that you can work with people virtually, so you can help with space from yes. And That's what the great thing is about technology now. It's so much fun to play with. But I have so appreciated your tools um, and your gifts, and thank you for sharing them. And I know people that have worked with you, and it feels so much better about their space, and that they really do believe that their space came alive and it shifted energy personally um, and professionally for them. So thank yes. you for being you, Kim, and spending this time with us today.
1: Oh, thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed today's show. And remember, good friends don't keep great messages to themselves, so keep the ripples moving and share this episode with your friends. Also, wherever you listen to podcasts, please take a moment to review or download this episode. Also, I would love to connect with you. Regardless of where you're at on your journey, maybe you're feeling like you can't set sail, or maybe you're out there rocking the open seas. Find me at autumnshields.com or on social and say hello. Also, if you would like a complimentary coaching sesh, all you have to do is click on Let's Connect and let me know three things you would like to get out of the conversation and we will make it happen. So make today the day you decide to live your life alive and leave room for the unimaginable. So until next
1: time, keep following the nudges.